Well, gentlemen, we've had a lot of all-star talk, but I think it's time for the under-googleables. We doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. We said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. Colson's okay. out this week, so we're going to have to run this uh, on our own. We got a couple questions in over uh, you know, over Twitter. We should Twitter. probably Google how to do this. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll just wing it. We've got a couple questions in. Uh, one from Twitter. Uh, my dad, JJ Gafrida, sent the message in. Uh, says, why don't basketball teams throw the ball out of bounds when a player gets hurt, like in soccer? It seems like the sporting thing to do. And uh, Jason, you know, you and I were, were players. Joe Harper, you played too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, Colson, I don't know what he, he played. Uh Backyard basketball, so probably not applicable in his life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as a soccer player, when you, one of your uh, fellow players gets hurt, same team or not, you play the ball uh, out of bounds so they can be you know attended to by the medical staff uh, because you know when someone's hurt, um, friend or foe, you know they need to get taken care of. So. Somebody got hurt. We we took care of them, and I, I you know that was from our level all the way up to the professional levels. You know, World Cup they do the same thing. Uh, I think it's the right thing to do, and in a basketball too. You know, it always it always uh, made me cringe when I would see a um, you know somebody you know on the court writhing in pain, and the other just playing down the other end uh, like nothing was going on. I thought they just like tossed the ball out of bounds. You know, and in soccer you get you know it's a sporting thing, so. Um, you kicked it out. The other team would just give you back the ball, which is, uh, you know, is nice. Um, you didn't lose the possession. It's great. So wh- why don't they do that in basketball? You guys have ideas? Because this is America. <laughs> in America, you press your advantage, Joey. <laughs> I guess. No, I, I <clears throat> just speculate. A possession... Like, like there could be no stoppage of playing soccer for like forty-five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. In basketball, it's likely that if you're playing five on four, you're gonna score within the next twenty-four seconds. Um, so, it's not that detrimental to let it play out and take the advantage. I don't know that that makes it the right thing to do, but chances are play's gonna stop pretty quickly anyway. And at the very least, even if the ball comes back the other way, you have an option to call a timeout. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, my first instinct was that because there's a, a shot clock situation, maybe. I don't know. Something to do with that. Um, but the original version of basketball didn't really have shot clocks. Like, I wonder if in the, the James Naismith days... Of like, and apparently then it was a very physical game. It was like, you know, he had to invent this game because guys were just basically roughhousing too much because they were trapped inside for the winter. You know, <laughs> so he was like, "Here, play this game with this peach basket, 
But then guys would just fight over the ball, I think. <laughs> so I wonder if that, that's where it started, is they were just like, screw you, this game is about beating each other up. And if you're down, that's my advantage. Like, I wonder if that's where it stems from. I don't know. I think they should. I think, the, you know, somebody gets hurt, you should just throw the ball out of bounds. And uh, off that play, let them get though, attention. Right? Yeah, off, off off the player, <laughs> preferably in a, you know a soft spot. <laughs> preferably in the soft underbelly. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish they would, um, and I think it's uh, you know as long as both teams are in understanding, you know even the leagues I still play in, you know there's a, a nice respect between. Uh, your team and the other team and and there's appreciation there's still like genuine appreciation for for taking care of the other players yeah i mean really the best solution to this would be official injury timeout right so if there's a clear two on one the other way or something you let them go score their basket and then you shut it down while you tend to the player if there's no particular advantage then just you know stop play yep because sport sportsmanship may be too much to ask Right. Well, uh, shout out to JJ. Uh, we may have hit upon an actual non Googleable thing. <laughs> right. I'm trying to Google this, but it's uh, my Google skills might not be that good. Got one more question this week. Mm, okay. So it's uh, it's late January, and uh, I wouldn't say it's getting much warmer, but the, we've had some warm days. Uh, spring is around the corner. Groundhog Day is coming up. I, I don't know what Groundhog Day really is. You know, I know that there's the uh, in uh, Zipoxitani, Pennsylvania. There's a there's a groundhog. If it sees a shadow, it's either good or bad. I don't remember. Do you guys know where this this came from? Was this from our pagan ancestors? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So before we get into this, let's decide the the rule. It's you take the groundhog out, and yeah. if it sees its shadow, six more weeks of winter. Yeah, because I think it gets scared, right? Ooh, the thing well, I didn't know about that. Gets scared of its own shadow and uh, it runs away. It it hi- it runs it back hides. and hides, but is six more weeks of winter the the worst situation, or is like that a good thing? That's the other thing I no- never understand about Groundhog Day. I assume for for planting crop purposes, a longer growing season is better. Okay, but like six weeks from February second is like mid March, which is before the official end of winter, which is March twenty first is the spring solstice. So like I never know if like if she if he sees the shadow six more weeks of winter and that's awesome that's what we want or we don't want him to see the shadow and that means a longer winter I don't know I can never remember this. Yeah, I don't know either. And you would think that the safe thing would to, to do would be to wait to plant your crops so you don't get a hard freeze afterwards and your entire crop gets destroyed, right? So 
Sure. Be a, yeah. Be a very bad Puxatawney Phil if you lose your entire crop. Because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we, yeah. So where do you think this started? Back in back in old England. Old, it's old ye, yes, ye old England. Right? Ye old England. Right. I I don't know. It's, it's, I never really thought of it as an international thing. I always thought it it's was a like strictly a, American situation. I mean, I've never I've never heard anyone else talk about it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, I I also have never heard anyone talk about it. I'm assuming that that's a totally American made up thing. Okay. So it's American, but it goes back a long, must go back a long time, right? Like to colonialish days. As far Maybe. as I know, it goes back uh, to the movie called Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> Verifiably to the eighties, uh, which I have seen. That is a movie I have seen. I really enjoy that movie. That's a great movie. Hmm. And it's like a yeah. This is such a weird thing. It's only in one city that they do the the thing. Yeah, I wonder if there was a time when multiple places used to do this. Or whether did it was always s- just like, this is the bellwether s- of... <laughs> did they send their goons over to like the city over and say, hey, <laughs> shut that down? This is our thing? I have a sense that, for some reason, I'm thinking that multiple cities do this. But just that Punxsutawney is like, some ha- for some reason decided to market it the best or whatever yeah. or like stake their claim to it the yeah, earliest think, or right? something like what would Puxatawney be the, the home of uh, I don't know and Phil is the name of the, of the uh, groundhog right yeah Puxatawney Phil okay they're all named Phil yeah I don't know I, I, I'm with you I feel like this probably goes back a long way to when we were using you know the uh Ben Franklin almanac to decide all things and predict all things. So I'm going to guess that it started in uh, like 1800 and that uh, Puxatawney was the uh, they've at least laid claim to being the original people to do this. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so in that you are correct. So, Groundhog Day was adopted in the U.S. in 1887. Oh. <laughs> Clymer H. Frias was the editor of the local Punxsutawney Spirit at the time, and he began promoting the town's groundhog as the official Groundhog Day meteorologist. What was his name again? <laughs> Clymer. C-L-Y-M-E-R. Okay. Climber H. Frius. Not only Climber, but Climber with a Y. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was the official meteorologist of Groundhog Day. Yes. So according to Wikipedia, it started as a Pennsylvania-German custom in southeastern and central Pennsylvania in the 18th and 19th centuries. It has its origins in ancient European weather lore in which a badger or sacred bear is the prognosticator as opposed to a groundhog. It also bears similarities to the pagan festival of... Boom! Imbolc. The seasonal turning point of the Celtic calendar. Yeah, we gotta get ready for that, like, real soon. (laughs) Imbolc. And to St. Swithin's Day on July 15th. Interesting. 
So there's a bear involved too. I like Colson likes bears. Too. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a badger or a bear? Sacred bear, you said. It also has something to do with something called Can- Candlemas Day. It's uh, made up. Which, uh, according to the Germans, is when a groundhog peeps out of his winter quarters, and if he sees his shadow, pops back in for another six weeks nap. But if the day be cloudy, he remain out, as the weather is to be moderate. Okay, so that means that if he sees his shadow, six more weeks of winter is the bad situation. But if he doesn't, then the weather is going to be moderate. If the day be cloudy. If the day be cloudy. Uh, also, uh, Punxsutawney's full name? Punxsutawney Phil. Seer of seers. Sage of sages. Prognosticator of prognosticators. And weather prophet extraordinary. Ooh. Yeah. That I wish they would just awesome. call him by his full name. <laughs> That is awesome. (laughs) I learned so much. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) on Wikipedia, they have a full list of all the groundhog uh, predictions from like multiple cities since 2008. Yeah. Apparently, they don't have a very good record either. Or at least Punxsutawney Phil doesn't. Hmm. Surprising. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if you can't count on a groundhog, who can you count on? <laughs> Loyal beasts, those. Mm. I like in uh, Canadian French, it's called uh, Jour de la Marmotte. Mm. Day of the Marmot. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds way nicer. Groundhog Day.